This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald. This is my host show, Living Fearlessly, on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So once again, I am joined by yet another phenomenal guest, another bright light in this world. Her name is Jill Willard. And before I turn it over to Unscripted Dialogue and formally welcome uh, Jill to the show, I'm going to do what I always do and just plug a little bit about Jill. So who is Jill? Well, Jill Willard was born with a unique ability for predicting the future and intuiting the experiences of others. In addition to giving readings for clients, she has trained corporate executives, pro athletes, and other thought leaders in honing their intuitive skills. Her work has appeared on goop.com, mindbodygreen.com, and L, among other publications. She is the co-founder of I Am Meditation and lives in Manhattan Beach, California, with her husband and three children. She's also an author. The transformative insights of her book, Intuitive Being, have long made Jill a favorite of high-powered, high-achieving culture makers. From A-list celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow and Patricia Arquette to executives at Time and Google. Now with this book, readers everywhere can access the life-changing tools of her teachings and unlock the incredible potential of their innate, intuitive gift. Wow, Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, this is such an honor, and I'm so glad that we could make this happen. So how are you? Good? I'm good. I'm great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, what I normally do, Jill, one thing that, I, you know, there's just so many things that I'm always interested to know about each uh, guest that I'm blessed and honored to have appear on my show with myself and the listeners. And so I'm always interested initially in the inception of one's journey. You know, is this something that you knew from a very young age that you were on the path, you were destined to be on the path of enlightening other people and just being this, you know, spirit stirrer to the degree that you are now? I did not realize I was destined to do it. I understood very early that I had this um, intuitive understanding and that it was definitely a gift from God or somewhere else. So I knew very early it was something that was instilled, and I was honored and grateful and knew to take care of it. But at the same time, I was just an average kid, and I excelled in school a bit and sports. And then by the time I was eight or nine, I actually knew I didn't have that same competitive drive everyone else had. I knew there was so much more to life. And I, from there, kind of went on a journey really in my own right, always making sure friends and people around me understood this side. But we kept it wrapped tight in a pretty little bow for a long time. So it was an honor to come out about eight or nine years ago and even in the last year or two where it's more accepted and we can all just start to thrive in this aspect of ourselves. Wonderful. Journey for sure. So, so what, how did you come to know that you had this gift? Did it come in the form of a premonition? Did it, how did you, how was it confirmed for you that this was in fact a reality? It was confirmed because I'd hear this voice tell me something quietly, like it was whispering in my ear at times. And then that would unfold in front of me. And I was very much a math and science brain, and I just knew there's an end factor here. Something isn't adding up. And then really my 20s, dear friends of mine said, you have to share this. You let you share it with all of us. It's so rich and informative and truthful and helpful. And it was a couple of friends. The pivotal moment, is, which some know, is that I was taken up the coast um, to Santa Barbara to this great evolutionary astrologer. And I had been told throughout life, from nuns and healers and people on the street and people that were intuitive and thought leaders that I had this, but it was in my chart and I was told I'd use it similar to the Dalai Lama. 
in the meaning that it would come from the heart. It was for so much compassion and good. And at that moment, I said, okay, I'm in. And, and I came forward outwardly. But it was the help of a lot of sisterhood and brotherhood to get to that place. Lovely. Absolutely mm-hmm. lovely. And so if you can explain for us, Jill, you know, is is this – is this ability, because uh, a lot of people will often talk and, and cite that sometimes what they feel is a gift in their life, it can sometimes be intuitively or interpreted to be both uh, a blessing and a curse. Are there times where yeah. your energy taps into things that you would otherwise not wish to know? Oh, yes, Lisa. Great question. So many times, especially when it was probably my early, mid-30s, it opened up what I would consider far too much, which was my responsibility. And yes, it's sometimes even still, I'll know things I wish I didn't know. We're not in a culture that really honors the truth yet or being okay to talk about what's really going on. We're still full of judgment about ourselves and others. So a lot of times I just need to hold the information. And especially when it's about children or someone is being hurt, you know, under the radar and I can't just come out straight. There could be more hurt or pain if I come out with the information. That's been hard. So it definitely has affected my heart a little bit, and I just make sure I have to work on that and keeping my heart strong. And so when that, when those circumstances or those particular insights come to you, how do you protect your spirit? How do you not only kind of turn it off, but how do you navigate it in such a way, uh, you know, when we talk about, and we've talked about this quite often with certain guests on radio, dependent on what it is yeah. that they endeavor to do in their lives, but we talk about vicarious trauma. So mm. given that you're the holder of this information, uh, and it's not something that other people are necessarily privy to with what's coming through for you. How do you channel that and get that away from your heart center? Uh, so exactly. So I, it's exactly what I read about in the book. I make sure my gut, that kind of internal flame and fire is up. And, and even though the gut is known as the second brain, there's no judgment or thoughts in the gut. So I just remember to clear it and really just let it go, let go what's not going to serve me or anyone else. And then I also do a lot of breath work, which I talk about in the book, just mm-hmm. to get it up and out, kind of transmute the emotion or pain around it. Because sometimes I know that's my thought or my view being placed on the information. And then just a lot of that rooting and grounding and having some type of really positive flushing system mm-hmm. that I hope alchemizes it or puts it out back in the world, the energy where it gets taken care of by you know, more of the universe or the higher source. I really remember I'm still just one grain of sand in this world. So not to take it where I feel it starts and ends with me or gets lodged in my heart. So it's really just that balance of that letting go that's Mm -hmm. been so helpful and really understanding, you know, we're all humans and even someone who hurts another most often came from hurt. So really to see that bigger picture in the flow rather than try to stop at the one thought or the one situation and and just try to, you know, dam up the stream there. So that's been so helpful. Um, And then just quiet time when I can, but now with three children and, and, you know, all the other things going on. That's a little harder. (laughs) That's the intention. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you this then, Jill. So in terms of, you know, the old adage, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Now, if you can explain to myself and to the listeners, is this like a muscle that, you know, for those who are athletes, for those who need to daily hone what their craft is, is this something that if you elected, let's just say you one day woke up and you said, you know, I don't want to do this, whether it's it's just too painful or it's too draining energetically, whatever the case may be, do you, are you able to, is it even a possibility for you to turn this off? You know, I was told, not for me, because I just have it to this degree, and it and it really is a gift to be shared, but most people, I do think you can try, but it's similar to if you have a muscle in your body, you can try to, quote, turn it off, and you'll weaken the muscle, but the muscle's still there, and I love this question, Lisa, this is a phenomenal question, because so many of us turn try to turn off the right side of the brain, and we... We might have done, do it unconsciously, didn't realize, we're taught not to jump into that side. But that is in our mind. It is in our body. And if we leave it dormant over time, it is going to become weak, but it's holding space. So that's one of the key reasons I wrote the book. We all have the intuition as a mammal. It's a, it's a huge gift we all have. 
And if we can just tap in and move it and bring in some faith to it whatever, in whatever way, then it just ignites our life. If we leave it dormant, I do think we will see some form of decay or lack in our life because it's really part of our humanness and our evolution into humans. And we notice, or I've noticed a lot, when we turn it off, we get in the lower energy centers or we get to left brain. So we get too much in our ego, systems break down, people are arguing, we're acting young. And are we noticing that's exactly what's going on in our culture <laughs> and world right now? It's mm-hmm. just a complete mirror. <laughs> yeah. So we can't choose to turn it off. It's just like having a relationship and choosing not to say you're sorry or not to say I love you, even if you disagree or you don't love it or if a child has homework or an adult needs to go to work, it's the exact same thing. You might not want to face it, but mm-hmm. if you can lean in, it's just everything becomes better. So lovely. I love that question, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. So let me ask you this too, Jill, because you know, it's just such an interesting phenomenon. And, uh, I have to say, I'm kind of diverging here from what I want to stay on, on point with, but, um, you know, this speaks to me, uh, both my parents, um, they very much had your gift and, uh, that kind of transferred over to me a little bit. And, uh, you know, there was some premonitions that I made that, you know, I had discussed with my mom. I remember I recall one evening specifically and, uh, we were driving in the car and I said, you know, I just, I have this feeling that dad's going to be in a car accident. I just, I, and I, 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 you know, I, I was able to detail it. And mm-hmm. the next day, you know, I was told upon being picked up from school when I was a young girl that that in fact happened. Um, my dad actually mm-hmm. uh, rolled the car and it was back in the day when, you know, you were still encouraged to wear a seatbelt, but I think it wasn't as mm-hmm. stringent of a law back then. And he hadn't been wearing a seatbelt. And although he was told by EMS that that was what probably in fact saved his life, he still got ticketed. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, I, and I, I've, I've had that ability. It's not something that I, you know, I, I'm, it, it's just not something that I, I just trust my instincts. So it's more about that for me now, uh, than anything else and, and, and channeling that out there, uh, globally to everybody else. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, you're preaching to the preacher here in terms of, um, the authenticity of this. Yes. And I love how you mentioned instincts because I think that's part one. And you're aware of your instincts and a great deal, of course, thank you to your parents. And then the part two is then understanding what your instincts are saying because instincts are more primal or they just, you had that feeling. And then you used your trust and your intuition to say it out loud. And that then possibly could have had your dad consciously or unconsciously wear his seatbelt the next day, even if your mom didn't tell him. She so didn't we actually. Have Right. Yeah. So we can we can we can impact such change by our words, our prayers. It's the same energy. People are hearing them, even if they don't know their guardian or their subconscious or their intuition just heard it or felt it. Because mm-hmm. if you're saying something out loud about a loved one that is connecting to them, I actually think if we say things about strangers in a lesser vibration, it still does affect them. Your words really mm-hmm. affect one another. So it's just beautiful. You trusted that. That's the instinct and you're using your higher wisdom as well. So beautiful. Absolutely. Well, thank you. So what I want to ask you too is because your, your gift and your abilities are so unique. Um, you know, if we parallel that with, uh, you know, say people in the medical field, you know, they've got their peers, mm-hmm. they've got their, they've got their colleagues. And so they congregate, they talk mm-hmm. about things, they, they, uh, decompress together. You know, do you, do you have like support groups or do you have a circle of people like-minded and have this ability where you kind of, you're there for one another because you get it outside of the general public getting it? Yes. I was there last night. Yes. Yes, I do. It's, it's few and far between. I think just because this trait or this trade hasn't been as cultivated. So a lot more people who have this way, you know, haven't been able to rise up and and make a living or also help people publicly. But yes, I do. I have a great tribe. I have old friends who know me well that also fill my well. And then I have friends who, and beautiful cohorts who do this work that we get together and we try to do it weekly, especially right now. 
So, and it just feels the well because we, it's like any good relationships with the doctors or family. If you can, you know, you don't have to explain anything. We understand. So that alone is so comforting and soothing. Much better together as well. So sometimes we even do work on cases together and whatnot. And if, as long as there's a the collaborative spirit and not so much of the competitor or the ego, it works brilliantly. You know, it's just exponential what comes in for us all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And do you find vibrationally, energetically, intuitively that you're more sensitive around perhaps some heightened things that would be happening on the global scale that are, you know, it's just grained into our subconscious, you know, call it an election, call it uh, 9-11, call it, you know, anything either good or bad, uh, the polarities of the energies existing within the world. Do you find that you're more pulled into that because it's just rerun over and over again? You know, it's funny you say that. Sometimes I, and I want to say I'm oblivious, but I really do believe wherever we put our our thoughts or attention, you know, you can do one thing well at a time. So sometimes, especially in my community, I'm focused on a family member or a friend or whatnot, like a child or, or a friend who's going through a pregnancy or whatnot, and then something will happen globally that I didn't see, and then it will show, then I'll tap in and it will show what we can do to heal. So I see that all the time. I think that's part of my role. Sometimes I do walk around or I could be flying to another city and I'll get the thought there's about to be an earthquake and it sh- it will even show the, you know, the equator, the longitude or latitude or whatnot. So the way I work is I often say, show me where you need me or what, where I can help. So sometimes I'll tap into something right after, like 9-11 that happened. I was told about that Boston bombing before it happened and it even showed the driver's license of the gentleman. And I felt bad because I said he looked wow. Hispanic, although it's telling me I'm wrong. He's not Hispanic. Well, lo and behold, he was from the Hispanic region in Russia. But it also was showing me because they were planning it again and again, and it was tapping me like, we, you've got to say this because they're planning to do it again. So I started sending prayers, a lot of intention. We talked a little bit about it, even on a couple, just a couple groups and a little bit on the radio. And lo and behold, the per- they were caught before they did that again. So we have so much power to create shift in ways similar to we're talking about your dad that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see the sport games and it shows the exact score two weeks ahead. Sometimes it's the minute of. And I'll tell you, the election was morning of for me, of this election. It was not in the stars that the president is in. Is in. And I mention that because some people say, well, it was stated that 9-11 happened or it's God's will or it's destiny. And Sometimes it's destined, it shows, but sometimes it's really choices that we're all collaborating in mm-hmm. and karma or whatever else you want to call it. So that's just a little bit about how wow. it shows for me. Yeah, very. Well, given what you just said, something tweaked for me. Um, so yes. if you, okay, so let's say in the event of you picking up intuitively prior to something having happened, like you mentioned, the Boston bombings. Now, because your your accuracy and your precision is so bang on, does that come with an inherent responsibility for the fact that likely whatever you're predicting is going to come true? In a case like that where it could affect or impact people negatively, do you feel like you need to report that? Like, you know, would people take you seriously if you went to the – like, not that you can necessarily – stop something per se like I don't yeah. want to make it sound like the yeah. whole world is on your shoulders here but yes no um, no <laughs> but in terms yeah. of, t- of of electing to take uh, a proactive preventative type approach you know or have there been instances where you know you just know that you're so accurate uh with future or previous intuitive readings um that you do something in terms of you know getting intervention or authorities anything like that yeah, we do. I do do a little. It's funny. What comes to mind, too, is this is probably why people got stoned and witchcraft came about, because sometimes when people say, did the person make it happen or did we help it happen, if that makes sense, if we say it out yeah. loud or we part of the issue. So that comes up a little bit. But, yes, I do at times. I usually hold and I really get into what I consider meditation or prayer and say, what, what, what do I need to do with this? Why do I need to know? How can I help? How can I serve? And sometimes it will say, yes, you need to call this authority. And then I'll Google and that authority does live in Austin, Texas. Or it's just fascinating how it works. So I know if I'm getting very specific details, it's like, yes, 
these are real. So I have this check engaged from doing this so long of where am I with this? Um, many friends know a story. One time I woke up and a dear friend of ours, a smaller story, but um, I knew it was going to go into labor that day and, and the baby was, was not to full term. And I woke up and I said a lot of prayers and I said, what do I do here? And then another friend was called who was pregnant and I knew I was so clear. She said a friend was worried. I said, I don't think it's you, but I just got this permission. So then I knew I had to say it out loud. We did a little prayer group and mumbled not to the woman, but all of our friends kind of around her. And then at six o'clock that night, she got admitted to the hospital. And then I was able to help with the doctors about what to do. One of the friends said, Jill knew this. And we were able to help. And the baby's healthy and beautiful little girl. Wow. So I know to show up, but I know I am not the end all be all. And this is one reason I wrote the book, because people heard me talk about this. You know, when someone's a robber, they're going to be more intuitive. They're going to heighten these aspects instinctively. When someone is deceitful, they are going to be more, they know how to work this because they have to use their intuition to gauge a room, someone's attacking, whatnot. So it's really interesting. When we become more intuitive, we also need, I believe, that heart open and discernment about how to use it. So yes, I have used it that way and it's been spot on every time. Because I learned, too, if I held the information a couple of times, and then it would happen. It was like the little God wink of, like, Jill, you knew. So, you know, get in there and help. And this is mm-hmm. really changing the dialogue in science and even religion of ours and destined. Is it really God's will? And I often disagree. God doesn't want us to suffer. So I don't think anything where we hurt one another is the will of God. I think that's the will of man. So mm-hmm. I get some of this information to help our will and our heart. And that's how I discern. So it's, it's sorry, that's a lot of an answer because it's different scenarios, but it does take a lot of discernment of when to act. Are we going to hurt more by saying the information? I catch a lot of cheating, a lot of pedophilia and a lot of that. So how, how are we, how am I helping is always my intention. And that can be tricky. And then on a global scale, how are we helping? If I come forward too much, am I going to be a threat to other cultures? It's just very tricky. Wow. So, (laughs) so, you know, and there's probably no, uh, set answer to this, but, you know, do you frequently get intuitive downloads? Like, does this happen like 24 seven? Is this happening constantly? (laughs) Well, it did, it has before. And I've learned, you know, if we call this the wise eye or the third eye or that part of the brain, it has a lid. It's kind of like that old peanuts for some of us in that generation where little Lucy was just, (laughs) The teacher's in or the doctor's in, the doctor's out. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I just want to have a sandwich for lunch. I don't want to be visited by anyone. Right. But, but we can do that. That's where we are embodied in such a stronger will than any of this energy. I help a lot of children and adults clear ghosts or energies out of their home or office or whatnot or their aura. And it's just a choice once again. A lot of times and if people realize that strength, which is, I think, very good. I've learned to say, no, you know, I'm going to turn this off. It's Christmas. We're turning it off. <laughs> it's whatever holiday we celebrate. Um, no, I sleep very well because of that. So I can tell if, my, if I'm racing or if my heart's being a little bit, sometimes I'm wearing myself out. And that's a very big trait that many psychics and intuitives, they die early, many in this work, or heavily obese. And I get why. Because a lot of energy is coming at us. So I made this balance. I'm a wife and mother. So it's very important to me that that I make sure that that's priority as well. Wow. So when we look back at, um, you know, you've already highlighted about the the Boston bombings. But, you know, if you look at, um, you know, and I'm more a deep person, but let's just take this to for the sake of appeasing listeners as well. Um, And this might be completely, you know, new territory terrain for them. So, you know, from a from a celebrity standpoint, you know, when you, when you look at like Whitney Houston or you look at unfortunate things that have happened, were you, did you get any intuitive insights about any of, you I know, or, or Leonard, Leonard Cohen or any of these people? Yeah. yeah you know, some already, their life is done and they are complete. So I see that sometimes. And, and of course we miss them, but they're complete and they really have gone back to light completely. Some energies, and I've seen this with Whitney, a lot were, were very broken and very taken advantage of, meaning they did have a gift, but many believe that gift was deserved to everyone else. So 
they became a workhorse or they have this beautiful voice like Whitney and then they get lost. They don't get seen and heard anymore. They're iconic. They're not human. Their heart isn't respected. Their truth really isn't told. Even though everyone thinks, no, the truth is listen to this song. It's like that was a, a muse or a role. And I've watched a lot of energies then slip away because they're not being seen and heard. The most basic aspect of our inner being. And it's not just the younger child. It's our roots. It's who we are. So once a human isn't seen and heard, they, they can very well slip away. And that can be drugs or alcohol, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, I, it often comes in what's called kind of like the separate self. Once that happens, it's almost like you let other energies take you over. So that can be a poor relationship or relationships. But it can also be the demons in the mind, the addictions. That all begins to happen because all of a sudden a crater's been created, a separation from the soul and the self. And some of, many believe a separation from God or faith or life, all the same thing. And then there are many signs. And Whitney had many signs and cries for help. And, and not many were really hearing and seeing her. They want her to be the Whitney they wanted. And that's, I, when I see that, that's one reason I step forward because it breaks my heart that someone has a gift that people then steal, want, project. And that can be family, friends, media, public. And there were many signs it's not black and white where someone's healthy and then they pass. As you know, there's years and years usually. So if we can all rise up in our heart and our intuition, we would help. We would pray, but selflessly, not, oh, I want that person here for me. It's like, I want them here for them. Mm-hmm. And that's a big laugh in our culture. That's a breakdown in the second energy center, what I often call junior high, which is once again what we just saw in our system. Um, so anyway, yes, it does show a lot. So I was praying a lot for her, which I know m- many people were. The signs were very apparent. Um, but I, I find it unfortunate what a selfish culture we're in. Um, it's a lot of, you know, what, is, what have we done for each other lately? And that's not, that doesn't feed someone's true soul. Right. Nature. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you extrapolating that for us. That was beautiful. Yes. Um, now, are you... Are you able to read anything for me? This I just find this fascinating. If you just if this even interests you, <laughs> I would. Oh, it's an honor. I had a little feeling, but I just do too much because you know, Lisa. I have to tell you, it was an honor to to come. This has been coveted for us because you are such, and I'm sure all your listeners know this. And we did. You are such an evolved soul. You are in very stable footing and knowing about this. And that's very few and far between in our culture. We're going to see a lot of energies pop up. And you're like, oh, I guess I must leave this. But you walk it. And I have to tell you, and you might already be doing it, but there's so many things that you could teach even with strategy and steps. It can be books. It can be television, more radio or podcast, but where you give people the practical bite-sized steps. And that would go so well. There's a lot of panel in your aura. It kind of looks like a CNN panel. So more of that where you're come from the mic and get a little bit more in front of that. And then also, and this is, your listeners probably know this, your joy and what you show up to do with such a strong, clear voice is hard to do. And that just shows that kind of that light is moving through you. And just to be really brave with that and push where something feels uncomfortable, but you've always wanted to do it. You have two or three almost like mini sandboxes of dreams you've had that you haven't fulfilled yet. And I would just say, dip your foot in one <laughs> or two and get going on them because you're really needed, not where you're spread thin, of course, but you're very needed. You really understand the foundation that you've laid is will come back to you, you know, 50 fold. If you're ready, you, you have that gold waiting. So Beautiful. That's that part. Well, thank and you. And protein for that. in the morning. Protein in the morning is important for you as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm very touched and honored. <laughs> so, uh, what I would like to know from you uh, as well is, you know, who who are some of your tangible, intangible mentors? Uh, I love that you say this. I love our founding fathers in our culture. I do think that there was a lot of. Um, Wisdom and grace in that, no matter who they were, humans or did in front of me, find me. They come in a lot. Um, Nelson Mandela lately. Yes. Amazing. A lot of great musicians and artists for me are, are so brilliant, living and passed away. Um, composers and great songwriters and lyrics and, because I can tell they're giving in their heart and they have that wisdom and that's how they alchemized it and even had to live with it. 
um, which I really understand that. Abraham Lincoln was always a favorite to us, and Sandra Day O'Connor and the female justices have always, I found fascinating. Many notes we've been talking about lately, you know, I've loved Alicia Keys and a lot of people that are out doing their thing, Pink, Alicia Moore and whatnot, have been huge icons for me. And then besides that, my grandfather was the biggest rooting, uh, he and my grandmother in love forever and just he's a brilliant man and was very quiet about his brilliance and really gave um and then lately vocal in the media i met van jones that duo worked with him years ago and he's been a huge warrior of light here in living um he was the one a bit in the political arena and he just through and through he's he was he had shared some stories with us about what his dad had taught him about keeping complex information simple and that I think about so much and thought a lot about these weeks so I was not surprised to see his beautiful face all over the media around the election and then besides that Lisa there's an ancient and I would love your listeners help or your help there's an ancient feminine warrior and I she might be iconic but it seems she's as real as Jesus was at one point of course Jesus and Buddha the Dalai Lamas and the you know the Pancha Lamas are mm-hmm. But there's an ancient female, and she was known to be in white with her white horse, and she always stayed ahead of the energies that tried to capture her or kind of rein in her spiritual, you know, kindness and leadership. And it keeps coming up, and there's an old story about even some of the, you know, military or warriors getting at her, but they couldn't turn the knob of the of the door, you know, so they'd gotten close, and she still stayed ahead and kept her white light and kept her... And, and that comes in so much for me. It's just like stay the path, even when some of it is hard or gross, even when we're in leadership roles now where there is attack out of that competition, not collaboration, ego, you know, or just the grossness like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. how to really move through that and stay ahead. So those have been some of mine. Most of them are historical figures probably because that's what we've celebrated through life. So mm-hmm. I look at them iconically. Lovely. So, big Lovely. tribe. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I say. Find your tribe, you know, find exactly. your tribe. Yes. Exactly. Immerse yourself in that kind of energy. You know, it's just so mm-hmm. yummy. It's um, yummy. <laughs> but uh, I was going to ask you too, Jill, um, you know, do you have some daily rituals or mantras that, you know, you're pretty self-disciplined with that you feel is incorporated into your DNA and your, your daily regimen? Yes, I do. It's so funny. I, I probably should have known you are going to ask this. I woke up saying one that I usually just say over the weekends. Um, I do. You know, being partly Catholic or growing up with that in my roots, I love um, the prayer for peace from St. Francis, and I say that every day, often twice a day. That's a great one. And there's a, for any of your listeners, if you're in California, the rendition or the version I love is on the side of the wall um, below the Santa Barbara Mission on Santa Barbara Street and Los Olivos, actually, is the question. Um, and it's a wonderful, simplistic, very giving way of looking at the prayer for peace. Um, I also say be here or be here now a lot just to kind of keep that intersection or that plus sign going where I feel centered. So I just say be here, Joe. And also um, keep going comes up a lot. So it's just that. You know, keep rising, keep moving through. We're at a very interesting time, as you know. So it's all about keeping peace and also the strength. If I think we forget about it, we think that's more masculine, or I used to. And mm-hmm. as a female, stepping into that has been hard. So, yeah, it's more of that just be here. I also say a lot to myself, you know, kindness, kindness heals or forgive them. You know, that old adage of, forgive them they do not know that comes mm-hmm. in a lot for me <laughs> yes. when things are coming in and I'm looking at someone saying oh dear <laughs> I really <laughs> want to be upset with you right now <laughs> or right. call out what you're doing yeah so that's a big one and then the last one would be the be still you know be still and know I do not believe it's the adage be still and know that I am God I I think that the Bible and a lot of religions been rewritten very patriarchally, making, mm-hmm. you know, God masculine and the all-knower so then that, that um, takes away from the other, the person or our heart, because our heart, I think, is one with, so I don't think we should learn separation. So as you can tell, all of my mantras and sayings are about the connection, the connective, 
the humbling, but also, of course, showing up to be mm-hmm. kind and be present. Absolutely. So, the I am. The I am. We have. Oh, our I talk about that a lot. I always say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I really think it's the self-proclamations. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've talked quite a bit, too, on radio about um, – you know, we've got with a couple of guests in particular, we've gotten into quantum physics and we talk about the the electrons, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that they need to be navigated. So, you know, what you put your attention on grows stronger. And, you know, so we, we, we all we all are faced with the choice of how we choose to emit our energy, no matter what the circumstance. We all have that choice of how we embrace things to get past it and to see and to derive the bright light out of the darkness. And I. I've said that in my Harvard speech uh, this past summer as well. Is you know, when you tap into when you tap into your pain, you know, and you become the conduit between your pain and your passions. There's your purpose. Oh, so well said. I chose. It's beautifully said, Lisa. Thank Very you. Well said. You are well, really ahead of your time. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's how I live my life, you know. And so when people look at what I pump out and manifest, you know, people think, is this girl lucky or was she born with a silver spoon? Well, my book's coming out. I've got a November 25th deadline. And I was going to ask you, and not to make this about me, but do you have a premonition about my book, my first adult book? It was wonderful. (laughs) Earlier when we were talking about what's in your aura, that that was already there. But it looks like it's done. So, I, yes, I have a great premonition. And collaborate, collaborate, and be brave to ask for help, as you know. That would be what I would say there around that. It's going to do, I think it'll do great. Thank you. It'll do great, but ask for help where needed. You've had so many guests that I know would love to help you in return. Well, I've got, I've got an agent word. So we've got all that covered, but I appreciate that. I really do. But, um, yeah, so, you know, what I would like to know from you as well, Jill, is, you know, for somebody who tries to stay in the here and now, for somebody who tries to remain centered and grounded to the degree that any of us truly can, uh, no matter our meditative practices or our daily mantras and, and regimens, um, you know, what is it that you're choosing to endeavor next? What's on the horizons for Jill? Oh, you are so sweet. Well, we've been offered a little bit of television that we're trying to figure out how to do with integrity. Um, I do believe in the collaboration, so of course we hope there's um, a lot of that down the road with thought leaders that are already out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are, my passion is really to create what's called the present program, which is bringing, it's not religious and it's not even meditative or yoga, it's bringing um, EQ or self-regulation into the schools, all schools. So we have a, um, a program that we've created based on the colors that it's learning body imagery, how to say you're sorry, breathing through anxiety, breathing through pain or emotion. Mm-hmm. And it starts at age five. It's five to 12 is one of the programs, and then junior high and high school. And I just want to empower all beings and even adults and their younger being. We have what's called the present parent and present person to get the energy moving where you can, we can go back, clear out where our old pains are, become so present that any situation that comes up, we can find that stillness and that peace and really hear and see one another, which I think is lacking in our culture. So we're trying to get to the kids so they can grow up to be these present beings and collaborators and exactly what you and I know to be true, that we're better together, but also honor. We need to be whole in ourselves first because we cannot give what we don't have or know. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the biggest passions down the road for me. The television, I'm trying to step into that because I really shied back from all of this. So that's still new to me to come forward with this. Um, so I keep working on that and just staying open to the opportunities that keep popping up Wonderful. there. But we want to get to, and lastly, I want to get to one minute of silent meditation on national TV. <laughs> I want one minute of silence. Somehow. Well, there you go. Like, You'll get it. You'll yeah. push that through. You'll pull Thank it on. You. And get, yes, you, you will. Absolutely, you will. Right. Yeah. Right. Because again, as you said, and you cited, which I, I'm all about, I believe, uh, 100% wholeheartedly is, you know, what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. So, you know, if that's, yes. yes. So if that's something that's uh, fundamentally important to you, I have no doubt that you will aspire to achieve that. Thank you. Thank you for your energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything that, uh, you know, supports, 
uh, peace, I mean, and love and, you know, kindness and, and the goodwill of humanity. I'm all about that. We, you know, I believe we're starving for that right now. We are starving and, and we forget, and I've forgotten too. I will speak for myself as well. We forget when we're pointing fingers at others of, oh, look what's on TV or look at the economy or look at our government or anything. We're not dealing with our own, our own responsibility first. Yes. So really that one finger out is three fingers back. And if everyone can remember that today, you will catch yourself, I feel, constantly. I, I find it with our children, you know, and that helps change patterns that are ingrained in us for generations and helps us take ownership and say, wait a second, I can make this choice of how I speak to this child or partner or person at the grocery store or mailman differently. And then all of a sudden, it changes the energy in the space like that. And people will find the magic in that. And that's great coming up for the holidays, although I'd say practice for the holidays. Yes. How to do that in, in heavier situations if, if there are any, um, even if you're out shopping and it's busy. I'm not saying it always isn't family dynamic. But, um, but realize, take ownership and not all this energy about what they or other is doing. Absolutely. It's a projection about us. Yeah. Yep, it's the mirroring effect, right? Whatever it is that we exactly. choose to see through our lens or filter, it's usually indicative of, of what's going on within ourselves that still needs to be healed. Oh, exactly. Well said. I hope that's in the book, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so given that my brand, my show, everything that I endeavor to do, it's all about living fearlessly. So how would you... How would you say or impart uh, to the listeners here, Jill, what does what does that mean to you and how do you incorporate that into your own life? Uh, that's a great question. How that means to me, and I think the listeners will really resonate to part of that, especially lately. In my past year, Living Fearlessly has been facing my old story or my old fears or my old patterning. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, and for anyone can try it today, we'll see what comes up, which can be pain, anger, sadness, grief even elation of stepping into that, but it's a very primal, it's going to hit our most inner spot. When that inner spot gets hit in me, I now breathe. I take a moment, I step away and go to the bathroom. I let the emotion come up or the energy come up to clear my stream. And I've been living this way a long time, so I speak my streams pretty clear, but sometimes when I'm going into my deepest water, which will bring up things that I'm like, oh dear, I thought I cleared that one. So living fearlessly is really showing up for that because I know whatever is in me is what I'm putting out in the world. And then the other part is saying yes, which I know has gotten a lot more popular. But even if I want to shake my head now, I say, yes, I will. I will do that. <laughs> I will show up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I will get out of my ego to show up. And then the world gets so much clearer. And that's scary because it's new. We're not, or I'm not, quote, good at it. And we've been taught for generations, you know, be good, A or F, or you're out, you know. So we don't try, you know, we work with a lot of kids and adults just about breath work. And they're like, this is hard. And I'm like, you're just making it hard. Just breathe, you know. I know things are coming up for you. Breathe through them, you know. Um, And I say, of course, it is hard because it feels hard to them. But it's breath. But it's what's really inside stifling us to take a step. It's just because it feels unique or different. And we really run from that energy. So showing up is big for me to live fearlessly. And then like we're doing now, being really honest. And I love being transparent. And I thought I have been in my life, but this is really honest, as you can tell. So it's just showing up and being that is really being fearless. Honesty is hard, especially in our culture. Mm -hmm. You know, it shifts. It can shift relationships and whatnot. and, and, And then I have to mourn that here and there as well. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I appreciate you being yeah. so candid and so raw with us. It means a lot to me, but I, I would expect nothing less from you, Jill. I mean, you walk your talk, so this is, you know, this, I wouldn't expect anything less at all. This is who you are. You. So, yes. So where is it that people can find you, Jill, whether it be for readings, whether it be for connecting with you, uh, buying your book? Thank you. So sweet. The book is on at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and in, in a lot of little local bookstores, which we try to go support. But I know sometimes, you know, they might not be in all of them. The book might not be in all of them. It's on my website, joewillard.com. There's a link there. And then the Instagram and Twitter are joe underscore willard, and you're welcome to reach out there. Readings will start again in January. And that um, email address, which people have been trying to get, and many can't 
haven't been able to yet is assistant.joewillard at gmail.com. We were not doing readings the past few months prepping for the book, but I'm dying to get back in and, and help you all. So that's assistant.joewillard at gmail.com, or you can find us on my website. That's right. Well, for all the ha- the different hats that you wear, and I know they're all under the spectrum of the same umbrella, uh, do you have yeah. a particular niche that you prefer, whether it be readings, whether it be writing your book? Um, you know, what is the what is your most favorite passionate aspect of what you do in terms of imparting your message to others? Oh, you're so kind. My favorite aspect and my passion is empowering others. Of course, that they have it within and simple techniques, which can feel hard at first, like breathing and centering in the mind um, are my favorite to teach because then it just unlocks it for you all. And I joke that if I go out of business, that's going to be a great day because no one's going to need me because you're all going to be intuitive. And <laughs> Love that. I'm glad we've mentioned this because there's so much good that comes from being intuitive. I know I tend to yes. talk about all the aspects that it makes life so much more rich and fun. We call it spiritual Botox. You know, we call it, it just enriches your intimacy and your joy and brings a lot of gifts and synchronicities and says, you all know. So the unlocking is my favorite part is by far. So that's why we created that simple meditation company years mm-hmm. ago to really get people to just know it's free and it's within you. So get in there. You all have it. It's just part of that brain. It's not open. Right. Well, and that's a good segue. I would love to know, and I, you know, I'm sure it's, well, I know that it's been answered uh, in all your answers, but to summarize it and to sum it up, yes. what, what is the legacy you choose to leave behind? How do you believe you'll be remembered? Uh, I hope to be remembered that I was brave and kind and that um, I'll, I'll know that whatever I have or am, I wish for everyone. So if I can impart or help with any of those aspects, that's what I hope. But most importantly, that I was kind. I mean, definitely. And, and that legacy, seeing that in my children and then also seeing in the ways where I'm still moving through patterning, um, <laughs> you know, keeps me very humble and on cue to stay, to stay in that, um, in that intention. But that's my hope. And then that we helped create peace, you know, and, and then um, connection. And I just feel there's such a starvation for that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and the body really follows and breaks down when that connection's not there. So a, a distribution of that, you know, a little more evenness amongst people. People mm-hmm. are kinder to one another, to see one another is what I hope. And I hope that everyone knows that I, I truly see them, even though I can see <laughs> some of the things we're working through. I can see yes. their you know, most shiny side, their, their soul and, and how they're made. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And do you, do you foresee, Jill, do you foresee peace on earth? Do you see that? I do. And I know people say it will never happen on earth. So maybe it's when everyone's in the heavens or light or wherever we think we're all going. I do. And I think it's such an important, exciting time. The field is wide open for new. It really is. The junk that we've been hearing in our brains are really full is, I think, the last bit of that final chapter of blah, mm-hmm. <laughs> second energy, junior high energy stuff, and we're going to skyrocket up into our gut and our heart and speaking. And, you know, when we speak, we purify and we clear. Mm-hmm. So I do. I really do. And, and if you look around, even in numbers, we see where there's lack, then there's greed on the other end. Always there is enough to go around. Mm-hmm. And we can always build more food and trees and it will rain. You know, people forget there's drought and whatnot. I, we understand at the same time things will regenerate. And the more we wish and know it to be true, as you and I know, the faster it will happen. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so I do. I think it's a really exciting time. And I'm hopeful everyone rises up in their excitement and truth and heart. Because if the heart's involved, then every human is going to be so much kinder no matter what happened to them or what they've done or the labels that have been placed on them. So um, I have a lot of faith in that. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in the afterlife come back. We've got a lot of souls and energy, I believe, rooting for us and all around us. And and there's no ego in that. People forget in the mediumship aspect that 
we drop our ego when we leave. So if we say, oh, someone was mean or a jerk in this life or we left things unsaid, they, I believe they hear and see and they don't have their ego anymore. So they're not judging from the other side. Mm -hmm. They're apologizing for judging in this life. It's, they've gone back to their soul and their true nature before they, you know, got worked through or whatnot or created their boundaries and their walls. So I see all of that and all the help we have in the universe and all the gorgeousness we have. And if we looked up a little more, I think peace would come a lot quicker. Absolutely. And it's funny because I say that all the time. Always look up. Always look up. Just Just look up. Look up. Yes. Sun and moon and skies for you. Yeah, exactly. There is enough. There's more than enough. Mm-hmm. That's so well said. We're looking down and we're down in those first two energy centers, which is not a place to be because then we're fighting for resource. We're fighting for attention. Mm-hmm. We're all fighting like children. So mm-hmm. we look up, we get some grow into our, our whole self, our whole being. Absolutely. So the book we joke is, is often whole being instead of intuitive being or wise being. We kind of could have replaced that word. Love it. Love it. Well, I just want to say, unfortunately, you know, cognizant of time and the hour, we talked about this uh, before we went live. It just goes so quickly, which is why I never elect to do commercial breaks. Like, you know, if I could have another hour here, I would be so, so happy. But I'm certainly grateful for your time here. And I love your energy, Jill. And I appreciated receiving uh, copies of the book from Suzanne at the publishing house. So I just want to say you are so divine. You are such a treat and a breath of fresh air. And I really do look forward to having you back on radio at a later date when there's other things going on in your life that you would wish to impart at once again to our listening audience. Uh, I just, I love your energy. I feel you. Thank you, Nisa, and you. I'll come back anytime. Thank you so much. Okay, Jill. Well, listen, I just, I want to wish you all my best, you, your family, uh, your community, everybody. And I just want to say once again to the listening audience, you know, it couldn't be here without you. And the fact that there's been over a hundred and a hundred thousand people who have subscribed to my podcast, who have connected with me through iTunes, uh, you know, you tune in here regularly. I can't thank you enough. I, I really am touched by the fact that my content and the content with my guests resonates with you. Uh, so I look forward to doing this once again, back here again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. This is Lisa McDonald with my host show, Living Fearlessly, with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I want to wish everybody a fantastic, stellar weekend. Please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Love and gratitude, all my best. You too, Jill. Thanks so much. Thank you. And here you, Lisa. Have a great weekend, all. <laughs> you too. Talk soon. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. For more information about Lisa, go to her website, lisamcdonald.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.